The Solution Word with Pastor Adama Segbeji. Pastor Adama has a passion to uplift people and see the body of Christ excel. His aim, to bring hope to the hopeless and solution to the nations. In this message, you will learn. So the Bible says that God quickeneth the dead and calleth those things which be not as though they were. That's a creating God right there. What do you want in your life? Start calling them. You want a house? Start calling it. You want healing? Start calling it. What do you want? Promotion? Start calling it. Increase? Start calling it. Whatever you want, you can call it into existence. Why? Because you were made in the image of God and you have to operate just like God operates. Well, if you're ready, please turn with me in your Bibles to the book of Genesis chapter 1. The book of Genesis chapter 1 verse 1. Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. I read, it says, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And we are blessed by the reading of God's word. I read it again. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And we are blessed by the reading of of God's word. I'm continuing and concluding the message I started four weeks ago titled The Creative Force of Faith. The Creative Force of Faith. And this is part four. I want you to understand as we have looked through the weeks that God is a creative God. The first thing we were introduced to, to our Heavenly Father, is that he is a creative being. So the Bible says that in the beginning, God created. In the beginning, God created. So that means God is a God who creates. He creates the new out of nothing. He creates everything we saw or we can see out of absolutely nothing. I don't know who I'm speaking to today. If there's anything in your life, any body part that is missing, the God that I serve will create a new one today. I said the God that I serve, he will create a new one today. Because he is a creative God. That's why the Bible says in the book of Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1, the Bible says that now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Now faith is, so faith works and operates in the now. Faith operates in the now. The Bible says in verse 2 of Hebrews chapter 11, it says that by it, by what? By faith, the elders obtain a good report. So that means you can use your faith to obtain a good report. Oh, let me hear a living amen. amen. I said you can use your faith to obtain a good report. By it, by faith, the elders obtained a good report. Verse 3 of Hebrews chapter 11, the Bible says that 
Through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. So if you want to frame a new life, all you need is the word of God. Not the word of man, but the word of God. And when God is in your life, there is no impossibilities associated to you. Because the Bible says, with God, all things are possible. And I believe that this year, God is going to do some new things with you. Amen. God is going to do some awesome things with you Amen. that no eye have seen, no ear have heard. And it will happen so that you will give the glory to God. Say a good amen to that. Amen. Or say a good amen to that. Amen. That's why when the angel came to, it came to Mary, the Bible says that the angel came to Mary and said, you are going to have a child. You are going to conceive a child. And Mary said, look at me, I'm a virgin. I have known no man. But the angel said, this thing that you are carrying, this holy thing you are carrying, it will only happen by the overshadowing of the Holy Spirit. It said the Holy Spirit will overshadow you and this holy thing that you are carrying will be birthed forth. The Holy Spirit is going to overshadow you today and every impossibility in your life will become possible. Every mountain in your life will be removed. Every valley will be filled. This year will be a great year for you because we serve a God who creates he is a creative God. He creates things out of nothing. So God creates. God creates. God creates. The Bible says, God said to Zerubbabel, this mountain that is before you, it shall become plain. I don't know what mountain is before you. It might be a mountain of debt. It might be a mountain of joblessness. It might be a mountain with relational issues. This year, that mountain will be removed. Yeah. I said that mountain will be removed. Yeah. Wherever you have been stuck, this mountain will be removed in the name of Jesus. Yeah. Why? Because the Bible says it is not by might, neither is it by power. Power, but it is by the spirit of the Lord of the Lord. So when the Spirit of God comes upon you, He makes all things possible. He makes all things possible. The Bible says in the book of Romans, chapter 4, verse 17, it says, As it is written, I have made thee a father of what many nations. So God has written some things about you. And what God has written about you, there is no eraser made by man that can erase it. Yeah. Amen. Oh, let me hear a living amen. amen. What God has written concerning your destiny, nobody can erase it. They cannot tear it off from the pages of life. Because what God has written is written. That's a good place to shout right there. What God has written is written. Hallelujah. So it's written. Your destiny is already written. You have a great future. Your destiny is already written. 
you have a glorious future. Because we serve a good God. The Bible says in the book of Jeremiah chapter 29 verse 11. God said the plans that I have for you. They are for good to bring you to an expected end. I see your end glorious. Receive it this morning. I see your end colorful. I see the end of this church glorious. The Bible says that at the end of the day the vision will speak. And I see this vision speaking mightily across the globe in the name of Jesus. I said in the name of Jesus. Do I have some believers in this house? I said in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. So God said Romans chapter 4 verse 17 as it is written I have made thee a father of many nations. Now notice he didn't have a son but God said, I have already made you. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about you, but when we were young, we were very concerned about labels. Labels as to what we wear. You know, when you buy something, your first thing you want to look at is where was it made? You want to look at it made in England. Made in the USA and you'll be excited. You wear it with with excitement and with pride. But when you see made in China, you don't want to go near it. But these days, everybody wants made in China. Now, if we used to pride ourselves based on where material shoes were made or bags were made, guess what? Guess where the stamp on you? You were made from heaven. There is none like you. Oh, glory. I mean, you need to go out in town and tell people, check me out. I was made in heaven. Oh, I don't want to show you my label now. But if I show you my label, it's a label made in heaven. <laughs> That's why I can never feel inferior. Because I was made in the image of God. I can be cleaning today. I will not allow that cleaning job to put me down. It's just a passing. I'm passing through that stage. I know one thing that I was made in the image of God. Jesus was born in a manger, but he never stayed in a manger. Where is he seated now? On the right hand side of God. You might begin as a cleaner, but you end up owning that cleaning company. You might begin as a cleaner, but you won't end up owning houses. You will end up owning real estate. I decree that over you now in the name of Jesus. So God has written something about you. He's already made you. He has already made you. Somebody say with me, I am made in the image of God. Say it with excitement. Say, I am made, I am made in, the in the image of God. Of God. Now, say it with a smile on your face. Say, I am made, I am made in, the in the image of God. Of God. Now, do you have a mirror in your house? When you go home, look yourself in the mirror. Speak to that image in the mirror and tell that image, hey, image, 
I was made in the image of God. Your enemies might not like it, but you were made in the image of God. Oh, I feel the anointing of God so strong in this place. You might not like me, but I was made in the image of God. The express image. When you see God, you see me. <laughs> Hallelujah. So you are made in the image of God. Don't allow anyone or anything to put you down. That's who you are. You have a glorious future. And your future will speak. You might be the end in class right now, but it's just a matter of time. You'll become the head and not the tail. So the Bible says that God quickeneth the dead and calleth those things which be not as though they were. That's a creative God right there. What do you want in your life? Start calling them. You want a house? Start calling it. You want healing? Start calling it. What do you want? Promotion? Start calling it. Increase, start calling it. Whatever you want, you can call it into existence. Why? Because you were made in the image of God and you have to operate just like God operates. You say, Pastor, I have made confession. I have said it and said it and nothing happened. Do you know why nothing happened? Because your engine is not right. Your engine is your heart. Remember? Proverbs chapter 4, verse 25 or 23, it says, out of the heart proceeds what? The issues of heart, life. So you have to make sure your heart is filled with faith. When your heart is filled with the word of God, when you speak it, it becomes it. Hallelujah. So if you want a great future, you have to speak it into existence. How many of you want a great future? You have to speak it into existence. Don't keep your mouth shut. Speak what you want into existence. Mark chapter 11 verse 23 to 24. The Bible says, For verily I say unto you, that whosoever, whosoever, blank check, Whosoever who is born in the image of God, whosoever that is born of God, whosoever shall say unto this mountain, what is a mountain? A mountain is anything that prevents you from seeing your destiny. A mountain prevents you from fulfilling your, your future desire. So if there is any mountain before you, Jesus said, whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed. Where do you want the mountain? To be removed. So you have to learn to speak to the mountain. The sad thing is many Christians speak the wrong thing to the mountain. They say, oh, this mountain has been there in my family and it will never go. Why would you say that? They even open their mouth and say, in our family we have, we have diabetes. What you have, God can't take away from you. They say, in our family, we have poverty. You can't say that because you have whatsoever you say. Matthew chapter 8, verse 17. The Bible says that he himself took our infirmities and our diseases. He himself took. When Jesus shouted with a loud voice on the cross and said, it is finished, he took all your 
poverty. He took all your sickness. He took all your depression. He took all your frustration. And he nailed it to the cross. So you have it no more. So you don't have diabetes. You don't have cancer. You don't have HIV AIDS. You are who God says you are. Let me hear a living amen. You are who God says you are. You don't have migraine. You don't have it. It's not yours. He himself took. So learn to declare the word of God to take away that mountain in front of you. Say whosoever Back to Mark chapter 11, verse 23. Jesus said, Whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. So that's why I always say that the work of faith is a work of discipline. You have to be careful what you're saying. Because you have whatsoever you say, whether intentionally or unintentionally. Let me push it further. As a matter of fact, you don't only have what you say, you have what you think. Ephesians 3.20, God will do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that you can ask or think. So even when you think the wrong things, you have the wrong things. So be careful what you think. You have to discipline yourself what you think. What do you meditate on? What do you focus on? What do you ponder on? What do you allow your heart to meditate on? So it's not only what you say, but what you think. <laughs> That's why the work of faith is a work of discipline. Verse 24 of Mark chapter 11, it says, therefore I say, Jesus, Jesus speaking, Jesus said, therefore I say, what things whoever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. Do you have any desires? Yes. Do you have some good desires? Yes. Now, the Bible says, what things soever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them, and you shall what? Have them. So the moment you have a desire, you start believing, and the moment you start believing, you start praying. The moment you start praying, you start believing that you have already received whatsoever you prayed. I already believe there are five million members in this church. I, 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 the, the first day I prayed it, I believed it. The first day I met my wife and I proposed to her, I said, baby, I want to marry you. Will you marry me? Instead of her saying yes, she said, do you know I might not be able to give you children? That's what she said. And right in that restaurant, Cafe Rouge, by Tower, Tower Bridge. Now, if you don't propose in a French restaurant, that is not romantic. All acceptable and romantic proposals must be done in a French restaurant. 
Or you go to Paris, Paris, and do a proposal right there. Praise God. I knelt down on one knee and I said, will you marry me with my ring? And she said, do you know I might not be able to give you children? I said, wow. And right there, right there, I prayed. She said, I don't have, uh, uh, is it ovary? It's not there. One is removed. So the chances of having babies is slim. So right there, I placed my hand in the restaurant. I said, in the name of Jesus, babies are coming. The ovary is there. That was what, about 12 years ago. The day I prayed that prayer simply in that restaurant, I believe her ovary was restored. That was 12 years ago. The doctors only detected the new ovary last year. Only last year, after 11 years. Now, what am I saying? What I'm simply telling you is that the day you pray it, believe that it's already there. So, the day I pray that 5 million are invested, I already believe it. I can, that's why sometimes I scream and shout because I'm preaching to 5 million people. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. That's how faith works in this kingdom. You pray it, you believe it, you will see it. You pray it, you believe it, you will see it. You pray it, you believe it, you will see it. And this year, everything you pray, when you believe, you will see it. Oh, let me hear a living amen. Very important. Listen, listen to me, Christians. We have to learn to exercise our authority and our dominion mandate here on earth. We have been given dominion over this earth. And the only way we can exercise our dominion mandate is the use of our mouth. Remember, the Bible says, life and death are where? In the power of the tongue. Life and death. Life and death. And the Bible also went forth and says, Deuteronomy 30 verse 19, it says, you know, because life and death are in the power of the tongue, choose life. Don't choose the curse. Don't choose death. Choose blessing. You see, when the world is against the church of teaching blessing, they don't want us to experience the fullness of the blessing. The fact that the world is against you doesn't mean you should stop teaching it. Are you following me? So Psalm 81 verse 10, the Bible says that I am the Lord thy God, which brought thee out of the land of Egypt. Open your mouth wide and I will fill it. Open your mouth how? How wide? Very wide. What God is saying is that release your faith. Open your mouth wide and God says, I will feel it. Now, your responsibility is to, is to open your mouth. God's responsibility is to feel it. So, by opening your mouth, you release your faith. Open your faith in the realms where God operates in. And listen to me, the creative force of faith operates just the same way as the God kind of faith. 
The God kind of faith speaks it and he sees it. The creative force of faith also speaks it and sees it. So God says, open your mouth wide and I, the Lord, I will feel it. Why are you scared? That's why I love David. When David came before Goliath, David said to Goliath, who is this uncircumcised Philistine who is defying the armies of the Lord? Now, the only way you can know who God is is to spend time with God. When you spend time with God, when you spend time with God and you come out from that closet, you know who you are, you know who you are, you know who is behind you, you know who is backing you. So when you open your mouth wide and you declare the word, God has no option than to back you. Every Goliath that has been defying you, I decree right now they go down. Every Goliath of death, I decree now that they go down. Every Goliath of sickness, I decree that they go down now. In the name of Jesus. So God says, open your mouth. What do you do? You open your mouth. By God saying, open your mouth, you just believe God. Believe God big. I have not come to apologize to any man. You might not like what I say, but I believe God. The Bible says in the book of Daniel chapter 11 verse 30 or 32, it says that they that know their God, they shall be strong and they shall do exploits. I am here to do exploits. I am an exploits doer. If there's a word like that. I am here to do exploits. I am not here to conform. I am here to do exploits. Daniel 11.32 They that know their God, they shall be strong. That's why this year you need to know God. You have to know God. Paul said that I may know him and the power of his resurrection. Do you know God for yourself? When the devil knocks on your door, do you start running? <laughs> Where's pastor? No, pastor is nowhere. The same Jesus who is in pastor is in you. Stop looking for pastor. Oh, oh, pastor, help. No, no, Jesus is the only one who can help you. No man can help you. Stop going around looking for prayers. No man can help you. The same Jesus who is in me is in you. Let me hear a living amen. The Bible says Christ in you, the hope of glory. Jesus Christ in you, the same Jesus in you is the same Jesus in me. The Bible says in the book of Romans chapter 8 verse 11, the Bible says that in the same spirit, the spirit that quickened, that resurrected Jesus from the dead, abides in you is the same spirit, is the same power. It's the same spirit. It's not a different spirit. It's the same spirit that abides in you. It will quicken your mortal bodies. Now if the spirit was able to resurrect Jesus, what do you think that spirit can do inside of you? Glory be to God. Elijah was so anointed, he couldn't pass his anointing onto the next generation. They buried him with that anointing. And one day, they took a dead body, 
threw that dead body into Elisha's tomb and the dead body resurrected back to life. It's the same spirit. It's the resurrection power. Everything in your life is coming back to life now. Every dead organ, every dead part of your body, I decree they come back to life now. I decree they come back to life now. In the name of Jesus. Quickly, you can determine the outcome of a known event before it happens when you operate in the realm of creative force of faith. You can determine it before it happens. The Bible says in the book of Genesis chapter 22, verse 2 and 5, the Bible said to Abraham, go and sacrifice your only son. The Bible says that in Abraham, God said, take now thy son, thy only son Isaac, whom thou lovest, and get thee into the land of Moriah, and offer him therefore a burnt offering upon one of the mountains which I will tell thee of. Verse 5. So that means Abraham believed God. You know Abraham is a believer. He believed that God really wants him to kill his son. But look, when you pray in this realm of faith, you can even change God's decrees. Oh God, that's so powerful. That's so when you operate in the creative force of faith, you can even change what God wants to do which is not in line with your life. Sometimes God will say, offer your Isaac. You know your Isaac is dear to you. You start crying, oh, this is the devil. Devil, get behind me. Devil, get behind me. It's not the devil. Abraham knew that God said he must sacrifice his only son. But look at what happened, verse 5, Genesis 22, verse 5, the Bible says, And Abraham said unto his young men, Abide here with the ass, I and the lad will go yonder and worship, and come again to you. And come again to you. God has said, kill this son. Abraham said, we are going to worship, and we are going to come back down. That is faith. That's how faith speaks. So you might, you might receive a letter in the post. You went through a scan from the doctors. They say you have cancer. Aggressive stage of cancer. They say you are going to die in three days. That is a man saying. Not God. Man cannot sentence you to death. Because man did not make you. You were made in the image of God. So you take that report. You look at it and say, if Abraham was able to change God's report through faith, I can also use the word of faith to change this negative report. That's why Hebrews chapter 11 verse 2, it says that by it, by faith, the elders obtained a good report. It's time to change things. It's time to change things. You might be SS. You can be turned into AA now. You have the power. Finally, as we get ready to close, let me show you how the creative force of faith works. 
turn with me in your Bibles to the book of 2 Kings chapter 7 from verse 1. Uh, something is going to happen here today. You will begin to see the manifestations of the glory of God in your life. Amen. It's going to happen now. now. After today you will be another man, another woman. Yeah. When people see you from today, they'll say something about you has changed. Because you can't be in the presence of God and come out the same. The woman with the issue of blood said, if I may but touch the hem of his garment, I will be made whole. Before you leave God's presence today, you will be made whole. I said you will be made whole in the name of Jesus. 2 Kings chapter 7 from verse 1. I read. It says, Then Elisha said, Hear ye the word of the Lord. Oh, I love this. Thou sayest the Lord, Tomorrow about this time shall a measure of fine flour be sold for a shekel and two measures of barley for a shekel in the gate of Samaria. Now I want you to understand something. At this point, there has been famine for three and a half years. The preceding chapters talks about how parents were eating their children as meat. Cannibalism has been introduced in the land because there has been so much famine that there was nowhere they could find food. Then the man of God shows up with the power of the creative force of faith and said, tomorrow about this time, not next year. He didn't see the cloud gathering. There was no sign of rain. There was no sign of anything. He said, tomorrow about this time, a ton of grain shall be sold for a shekel. Do you know what he's saying? What he's saying is that tomorrow about this time, a five bedroom house, a seven bedroom house shall be sold for one pound. Tomorrow about this time, a 10 bedroom house shall be sold for one key. Somebody say, you must be crazy. What kind of pastor is this? We know you preach faith, but this kind of faith is crazy. Verse 2, the Bible says that, then the Lord on whose hand the king leaned answered the man of God and said, behold, if the Lord will make windows in heaven, might this thing be? And he said, behold, thou shalt see it with thy eyes, but thou shalt not eat thereof. That's what happens to people who don't believe. Unbelief will make you see it, but will not make you eat it. That's why you have to learn to believe God. Whatever God says, believe him. I believe God. I said, I believe God. If God says tomorrow about this time, I'm going to be the next prime minister. I might not have a qualification. I believe God. If God says tomorrow about this time, I'm going to have a two billion bank account worth of money. I believe God. I might not even have a bank account now, but I believe God. Because God has the power to create. Verse 3, the Bible says that, and there were four leprous men at the entering of the gate and they said one to another why, we, why do we sit here till we die 
If we say we'll enter into the city, then the family is in the city. We shall die there. If we sit here, we shall die also. Now therefore come, let us fall into the host of the Syrians. If they shall save us, we shall live. And if they shall kill us, but we shall die. Verse 5, and they rose up in the twilight. I want you to underline that. They rose up in the twilight and go unto the camp of the Syrians. And when they were come to the uttermost part of the camp of the Syrians, behold, there was no man there. Now, there are three key things I want you to notice. When the man of God declared tomorrow about this time, the lepers were not there. They did not hear him. The four lepers were not there. They did not hear him. But you see, the Bible says in the book of Isaiah 55, it says, when the word is sent, it shall go and prosper in whatsoever it has been sent for. So when he said tomorrow about this time, the lepers were not there, but the word, remember, is a spirit. And the angels, remember, they do the beating of God's word. So the moment the word is released, the angels went to work. The angels took the word, took it into the ears of the four lepers, and they started moving. They started acting on the word. And the Bible says that they started moving at twilight. And at the same twilight when they started moving, the enemies had their foot stool. They had their, their legs. That the armies are coming. Now, what am I teaching you here? I'm teaching you that every time the word of God goes forth, God can use inadequate things to fulfill his word. God used four lepers to change a whole economy. I don't know who I'm speaking to today. God is going to use insignificant people, insignificant things to change that situation. Let me hear a living amen. I said God will use insignificant things to change that situation and it will happen tomorrow about this time. I decree over you today that tomorrow about this time God will do wonders among you. I decree to you right now that tomorrow about this time God will do mighty things in your life. You will experience signs, wonders and miracles. God will do great things in your life. Tomorrow about this time God will give you that house. Tomorrow about this time God will give you that promotion. Tomorrow about this time God will give you that increase. Tomorrow about this time God will increase that business. Tomorrow about this time God will do exploits in your life. I decree it over your life right now in the name of Jesus. Did you receive it today? Let's give Jesus some praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
Thank you so much for taking time to listen to The Solution Word by Pastor Adama Segbeji. For prayer or further details, please call us on 01293-885000. Or why not visit us this Sunday at 10 a.m. at Solution Barnfield Road, Northgate Crawley, RH10 8HQ. Your experience at Solution is sure to be a time of great blessing. Solution bringing hope to the hopeless and solution to the nations.